This report is brought to you by Castletown's Bingo, home of their month-end bonanza special on Saturday, June 24th. Follow Castletown's Bingo on Facebook and Instagram for more info. With Reed Wilkins, brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is the first game in week three in the Canadian Football League. BC at Winnipeg kicks off in about half an hour. We'll keep you updated on that one. We have uh, plenty on the latest from the Edmonton Elks today as they will host Toronto on Sunday, 3.30 for the countdown to kick off. The game is at 5. More tough news on the injury front for the EE's Manny Arsenal receiver. Knee injury. He's going to be out at least six weeks, according to head coach Chris Jones. And, uh, of course, as we already know, Ed Gainey out long-term with a chest injury. So a couple of veterans here out of action for the Elks as they will try to get into the win column against uh, Toronto on Sunday. The Edmonton Stingers of the Canadian Elite Basketball League starting a road trip tonight against Scarborough about a minute and a half into the second quarter. Edmonton leading that game 34-28. Terry Vaughn, one of the all-time great receivers in the Canadian Football League, will be going on the EE Wall of Honor at Commonwealth Stadium. It's going to happen on August 27th when the Elks take on the Ottawa Red, uh, Red Blacks. And, of course, this is the uh, 20th anniversary of Edmonton's Grey Cup victory in 2003. Vaughn was a big part of that team. This guy was awesome. Had uh, 1,000 yards all six of his seasons here in Edmonton. Of course, he came from Calgary and uh, joined the uh, joined the E in 1999. They weren't very good that year, got a little better, uh, 2000, 2001. And then, uh, you know, eventually Jason Moss, Ricky Ray, those guys, and Grey Cups in 03 and 05. Vaughn was gone by the time they won in 05. He uh, has the franchise record for most consecutive 1,000-yard receiving seasons. He had six from 99 to 2004. Um, pretty much a guarantee to get a thousand yards in a season. He has the CFL record for a thousand yard seasons with 11. He, uh, when they did the top 50 players of all time back in 2006, he was number 45, went to the CFL Hall of Fame in 2011. And we talk a lot about the good old yak, the yards after the catch. That was Vaughn's specialty. He, he wasn't, I mean, he'd get the odd deep pass, but he, he wasn't the guy who would blaze down the field and, and catch the 40-yard pass. He was the guy that would get, you know, the three-yarder or the five-yarder and then just make players miss. He was a, a very exciting player, very reliable player, didn't drop the ball a lot and uh, definitely one of the best receivers ever to play here in Edmonton so he goes on the wall of honor coming up on August 27th when the Elks take on the Ottawa Red Blacks all right, so a little bit of uh, news there. That's that's nice news. Not so nice that Manny Arsenal is going to be out an extended period of time. Also, a little bit of a fun fact here from the CFL. There's this dude, and he's going to be on the show tomorrow. His name's Bobby DeBow. He's from BC. He is um, he's, he's trying to get into the Guinness Book of World Records, and I, th- I think they're creating a category for him. 
But I guess that's kind of what the Guinness Book of World Records does. You come up with something and say, hey, I'm going to do this. And then if you do it, you get in, and then somebody can try to beat it. We have that on when, – when was that, Kellen? Was, it was, it was a, several months ago. Maybe it was last year even. I, I lose track of time a little bit. The U of A was trying to do that world's largest dodgeball game. It was last fall, Which yeah. they've had the record before, and uh, they lost it to some other school. I don't think they quite got it back. So whatever you can come up, we, we should try to come up with something for the Guinness Book of World Records. But anyway, Bobby DeBoe, who, again, will be on the show tomorrow, is trying to set a – Record for the fastest to visit all CFL stadiums. So he's at tonight's game in Winnipeg. He is at the game on Saturday, Calgary home to Saskatchewan. He's at the Elks and the Argos on Sunday. Then he's going to see the Elks play in Ottawa on June 30th. He's July 1st in Montreal, July 3rd in Toronto, July 6th in Regina, July 8th in Hamilton, July 9th in BC. So that's all uh, nine stadiums. So I guess he's doing that what over about 17 days. So we'll see what his story is and why you would want to do this and, and what do you have to do to convince Guinness to get in. Well, but that's just a little bit of a teaser for tomorrow. That's kind of, that's kind of a fun stuff. Kind of a kind of a fun story. There we'll tell tomorrow. All right. It hasn't been fun for the Elks. Offense quite poor. 13 points against Saskatchewan in Week One. Got zero points when they had first and goal on the one in the final six minutes. Probably win the game if they get in there. Couldn't do it. And then, as you all know, the shutout loss in Vancouver on Saturday. First time the team has been shut out going all the way back to 1976. Shutouts, there have been, in this century, since 2000, there have been four shutouts involving the double E. Uh, three of them, they hung the zero on the other team, and then they were the team that couldn't score against the Lions. And uh, a lot of debate about what's going on. Of course, quarterback play at the center of it. And head coach Chris Jones gave these comments on Cornelius, Taylor Cornelius, at practice this week. Kind of hard to tell. I mean, we've only had uh, two two days of practice. We'll know come game day. That's that's when they uh, when the true test arrives. Yeah, it's it's not one thing. But where do the receivers fall into this equation as well? What what do they need to do better, if anything? Well, we need to get to the right spots. Number one, we need to know where to line up and how to motion and hit the hit the uh, line running, and then we can't have five drops. That's the big one. Yeah, I mean, you have five drops. I mean, it uh, it compounds your your negative game. Yeah, and Chris Jones also saying today he uh, he didn't really like yesterday's practice or today's practice too much. But he also commented that last week their day two practice uh, was one of the best he's ever seen. And they went out and didn't do much. But I, I, I get it. That's not what you want to hear at this point. This should be a motivated team. Little embarrassed, little angry, little hungry. Well, they should have a lot of all three of those things, actually. Whatever combination a player might need to motivate himself. Uh, and apparently not that sharp at practice. So we'll see how that translates into the game on Sunday. And obviously, we're, we're still a few days away. Uh, Chris Jones was asked how to get Taylor Cornelius his confidence back. We've got to give him some stuff he's used to seeing and get the ball out of his hands. We've got to throw, we've got to catch, and then we come off the field. We've got to show him that, hey, you're reading the right thing. Your throw's going to the right people, and they're going to catch the football. Kellen, can you please play that clip again? We've got to give him some stuff he's used to seeing and get the ball out of his hands. We've got to throw, we've got to catch, and then we come off the field. We've got to show him that, hey, you're reading the right thing. Your throw's going to the right people, and they're going to catch the football. 
Yeah, maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm overanalyzing stuff because the team's been doing so poorly. But saying we have to give Cornelius some stuff he's used to seeing, I, I guess I would say why weren't you giving him that the first two weeks of the season? I mean, were you actually asking him to call plays he's not familiar with, or that weren't high percentage plays? I don't know, but but something here isn't working. And uh, now it's it's we're not writing it off. We Cornelius played better last year. The offense. Uh, wasn't great last year, but had had some good moments. I think with lesser talent, there's no doubt that the Elks have good receivers. I, I mean, Eugene Lewis on the preseason top 50 players picked on TSN was picked as the second best player in the league behind Zach Carls, and, and he was up for most outstanding player out of the East last year as a member of the Montreal Alouettes. He's pretty good. Dunbar is pretty good. Dylan Mitchell should be pretty good they should, like, they should have some guys who can catch the ball uh, I know we've talked about the O-line maybe the tackles aren't strong that can be an issue if you got pass rushers coming off the edge but clearly as Chris Jones says they have to find some plays that Cornelius can click on because I, I do think his confidence is, is an issue and I, I know that's uh, I mean a lot on this show we talk about the mental side of the game Drew Remenda several years ago gave us a great line he says you don't lose your confidence you choose to give it away Okay, we could probably debate that, but uh, I, I, right now, Cornelius, uh, with his performance, and I think sometimes his body language coming off the field, I don't know if he's a young man who is expecting good things to happen when he goes onto the field. I think he's trying to avoid bad things happening. And again, it's not all on him. There have been drops. There have been fumbles. Uh, there have been missed blocks. But a, a quarterback who is uh, efficient and sharp sometimes can make up for some of those other mistakes. On the defensive side of the ball, it's it's been better. And as I said, Ed Ganey is a loss in the defensive backfield. But it has been better. They only allowed 17 points against Saskatchewan. I thought they did once uh, what they could against uh, BC with, with an offense that wasn't putting any, boards, any points on the board or having any long drives to help them out. Chris Jones was asked about the defense so far this season. Above average, maybe. I mean, it's... Uh... Uh, you know, we've played some good defense early on in games. In the fourth quarter, we've got to find a way, regardless of, of anything, we've got to do a better job when it matters in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think what he's talking about there is the drive that Saskatchewan pulled off after Edmonton didn't get in from the one, that they were able to run the ball most of the time and kill the clock. Fair comment. I have trouble criticizing the defense for anything in the fourth quarter against the BC Lions. Again, the offense didn't score, and the defense was out there a lot. I know BC had a couple of long drives to seal the victory, but they they had more than enough points to win already. I think it has overall been a pretty good performance by the defense, and our Dave Campbell talked to linebacker Adam Konar about how to turn the page after that loss in BC. Just by resetting, coming in here, ready to work, we know we got to move on to Toronto, right? There's no there's no lingering on. It's a long season. We got to refocus quick and uh, get ready to go for this week. Uh, defense has given up just two touchdowns in two games, one in each game. Is that something that you can kind of hang your hat on, or do you, do you go, look, we're 0-2, we need to win a football game? Yeah, I mean, sure, you can look at that and say, yeah, we've been playing, playing well, but at the end of the day, if we're not getting wins, we're not playing good enough. Enough, um, no matter what people uh, want to say from the outside and stuff, um, you know we we need to be better. We need to. There's still things that we can improve on and get better, and we need to keep uh, getting better as a group every single week. You know, Coach Jones has said concentration for four quarters, and he feels hasn't seen that really yet in his time. But tell me about 
playing uh, the way you need to play in the fourth quarter where you're a team that, look, we're locking it down now. This is when you really, really start to get your energy level even higher, even though, man, you already played 45 minutes. For sure. And, yeah, that's what takes you to the next level as a defense, right? Even though we've been playing well, it's been that finishing these games um, and staying strong through the whole game that'll take us to an even an, another level, right? And uh, keep trying to keep giving our offense a chance to to score the ball. We just we have to be better all the way through four quarters for sure. It seems like a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How big of a loss is that game? He's huge. Yeah, um, I mean, 11 year veteran knows the defense, knows everything, knows how to communicate out there. So it's definitely a huge loss uh, when you lose someone like that, right? Um, but you just need the next guy to come in and be able to do what he does as well as he can and everybody else has to play a part in helping him out and um, especially DT over there has to do a good job even though he's a rookie he's got to be able to help him out as well right so yeah. so it's just guys working together over communicating and, and working together to make sure he's on the same page as us. Yeah there's a lot of new players you know you mentioned DT this Dwayne Thompson Darius Bratton Kai Gray whether it's Antonio Mitchell or Marcus Lewis who's back in um, so far the kids seem to be alright through two games. Yeah, for sure. They've looked really good, and obviously that's helped us um, play play well as a defense when you have DBs like that that can cover every mm-hmm. single play, right? So, yeah, they've been a huge, uh, huge help for us this year, and we just got to keep building on it. When the offense is struggling, I think I know you well enough that you're not going to get too sour. Mm-hmm. Instinctually, you might go, oh, man, oh, man, what's going on here? How do you stay positive? How do you support the, de- or the offense? I mean, just, I mean, as a defense, every chance, every time you go out there, you have a chance to, you know, generate turnovers, generate points, um, just get, make big plays and stuff. So, I mean, you have to be excited going out there every single time. And I feel like we have a pretty good group for that, that wants to go out there and wants to go out and make plays. And so when you have a group like that, it doesn't really matter how the offense is doing. We're going to go out and play as hard as we can every, every time we go out there. And, you know, we just, we, we want to be generating those big plays that, that help our team win. So it doesn't matter how many plays that is. We just want to be making those yeah. plays. And you go against this offense every day in practice. Mm-hmm. They're they're good. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some I mean everybody knows they have we have some big weapons on offense, right? Um, our receiving core is arguably one of the best in the league. Um, so I'm not worried about the offense. They're gonna yeah. they're gonna sort it out. Um, and as a defense we just have to continue to keep helping them out and do our job too. Facing the Argo offense led by Chad Kelly. Not a lot of data on him. But I guess you can go off one game where he looked not too bad. Yeah, no, he he, he looks good. Uh, he can obviously has a cannon. He can run the ball well too. So it's a couple of things to, to look out for. But, you know, it's just about taking our keys that coaches are giving us and bringing those to the field too. Okay, a little bit there. From Adam Konar, linebacker for your Edmonton Elks. Happy to hear from you as well. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Email the show, inside sports at 630chet.com. And you can get me on Twitter. Send a message there at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Ahead tonight, we got uh, more football talk. 
We got Morley Scott. We got Damon Allen at 7.05, one of the all-time greats in the Canadian Football League. Uh, We'll tell you what's going on with the Calgary Flames. They might look very different next season. We'll have some comments from uh, a guy who's going into the Hockey Hall of Fame, Ken Hitchcock. All ahead, Inside Sports on Chet. Hi, I'm Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Okay, Connor McDavid. Very likely to be named the Hart Trophy winner on Monday at the awards ceremony. Draft next Wednesday and Thursday. Free agency starts Saturday, July 1st, so there will be a little more to talk about in the NHL over the next couple of weeks or so. The Heritage Classic is at Commonwealth Stadium. Sunday, October 29th, Oilers against Flames. You can now get your tickets. Go to Ticketmaster or go through the Oilers website. Stu McDonald, president of OEG, was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer and was commenting on other events that may surround the Heritage Classic. The NHL's done a, a great job on their major events. And this actually is a, an, an NHL event, kind of unique the, the last when we hosted the first ever outdoor NHL game was actually put on by the Oilers themselves and uh, the NHL gave us the opportunity to, to do it and test it and they quickly saw how successful it was and decided that they were going to move them as part of their major events with draft and all-star and other events um, and have run it since then so they're coming in with this they'll manage the base of the entire weekend for us so we expect you know you'll see fan fest coming out potentially other events um, not expecting to, to see uh, second event in the, in the stadium on event day on game day on the Sunday that that changed it for a lot of our fans remember we had the alumni game prior to the game against Montreal the, the regular season game back in 2003 and it kind of separated by a couple hours but that that's generally been phased out over the last decade just because of the concern on maintaining ice quality and um, so not that there there may not be an alumni game to take place it just likely wouldn't be on game day at the Coliseum at the at Commonwealth Stadium so uh, but, but lots of things will be announced you know, over the course of the next two three months I think that this is going to be a big big weekend uh, we're expecting to be playing uh, at home earlier that week as part of the regular season I think that'll probably be the launch to it so lots more to be announced but uh, certainly the anchor will be that Sunday evening at Commonwealth State all right, a little bit there from Stu McDonald with OEG tickets now available for the 2023 Heritage Classic. Morley Scott coming up next on Inside Sports.